0: What's up, TikTok? What's up, YouTube? How are we doing today? It's Monday, January 9th, 2023. Where the first nine days go. Well, here we are. So it's Monday. So it's your opportunity to kind of start fresh, right? Every Monday is a fresh start, you know, if you treat it that way. And so what I want to talk about today is learning from your mistakes. Probably the the weakest area of anyone's weight loss strategy is uh, how do you learn from mistakes in a way that helps you moving forward because usually weight loss people are kind of so all or nothing right you're either doing perfect and everything's great or you're not <laughs> that's it right and so if you approach your weight loss um as a process of improvement of of reinforcement of getting better at things it changes everything you know because it gives you the opportunity to learn from the mistakes you make you know because the idea that again the diet mentality this idea that you're going to start it's usually a Monday, right? So you either you're either good for the week or not at this point, right? You either have had a good day and, and it's like you intended to just start your plan today and you're here you are, you know what I mean, halfway through your day, and you're either on track or you've already blown it, you know? And what I'm trying to tell you is that regardless of which one of those has happened and been your day so far, it doesn't have to matter, you know? You want to get to the point, and it's a process called utilization. You want to get to the point where you whether you're behaving the right way or whether you're not, you're still feeling good because you're either winning or you're learning, you know? And so that's a mindset though, you know? And you need to really work on that mindset because you're so hypnotized literally to think of your weight loss in terms of all or nothing. And so there's no room for growth there. There's no room for learning because you think that your weight loss is just gonna depend on how well you can just follow a plan. And you either do it or you don't, you know? But the real truth is just like anything else, it's like when you make the mistake, it's a good thing because it allows you to learn something, to recognize what exactly went wrong. What do I need to do strategically? What do I need to do mindset-wise? What do I need to do logistically to set myself up for success next time when I'm in a situation like that? <laughs> right? That's the question. That's the mindset that brings you in a completely different direction so that whether you had a great day and you ate perfectly or whether you didn't, you still kind of end in the same place. Like I learned something today, I got better, and tomorrow I'm gonna do even better. You know what I mean? And that's the attitude. And so that all of a sudden it doesn't become just like one shot to do it, right? Um, someone says, I want to just thank you, tell you thank you so much for your advices. Well, thank you, you're, you're welcome. I'm, I'm glad you are appreciating them. Again, this is why I do it. This has been, um, I kind of shifted everything around in my business so that I'm able to do a lot of these lives and uh, just give a lot of stuff away for free. Uh, my mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight, you know, and for me, Um, this whole process means a lot more than just you looking good looking better it's about life and death you know my my father died of a heart attack at 54 you know i was nine years old so um weight was a big part of of his problem his lifestyle you know and so so much of my life has been really getting myself where i want to be so i can live as long as possible be as happy as healthy as possible Um, but then i've been able to turn this into my career you know and help people do it and i've been very successful with that but then the next phase is really being able to help as many people as possible you know and so to just literally give this advice away you know and so i'm really excited that uh that it's all kind of worked out this way and so i'm glad you're enjoying um the videos i put together and i do a lot of lives as well uh that, that means a lot to me so thank you um says well you really helped me i'm really sorry to hear about your dad well thank you thank you um it's it, that's a thing too you know i'll tell you because i work with some private clients still and, and it's like the idea of grief unfortunately Grief knows no time limit, you know? And so it's like, yeah, it's been 40 years. Jeez, oh my God. Yeah, 40 years, 40 years since my father passed away. And it's still, you know what I mean? It still messes with you. You know, there's still grief. So I only share that with you because working with people with grief a bit, um, it's one thing that's so interesting about that is that sometimes we're so, we judge ourselves so much. Like if we're still in the grieving process or we're still upset about losing someone, so often what I've noticed is that we can have this voice in our head that says, listen, just get over it it's been, and this is, I'm telling you the truth. Okay. This is a real true story. I had a client and she lost her mom and we were talking the week after. And she goes, I was thinking to myself, geez, it's been a week time to get over it. One week, you know, now I say that to you because the voice in our head sometimes can be ruthless. You know, that's why I always say like, like to really change your weight. I believe you've got to learn how to hypnotize yourself because that's how you influence yourself anyways, you are up in your head talking to yourself 24 hours a day, you know? Problem is that you don't know what you're saying. (laughs) What you're saying to yourself on autopilot all day long is really like, usually it's some combination of things that like your parents when they were mad at you, you know what I mean? Or if they had not great parts of their personality, you internalize that and you start talking to yourself that way. So anyways, this client, one week after losing her mom, she was busting her chops about feeling bad about it, you know, really berating herself. So one thing I've noticed with grief is that a lot of times people judge themselves for feeling bad about being in the grieving process or missing someone. And so I can only tell you I lost my dad 40 years ago, but I still messed up from it. So I don't have to tell you, maybe there's a, a path I should be following that I'll be better with it. But um, I'm a lot better than I was. But it's always just like this thing, you know, that's always there to some degree. So I just share that with you because if, if you have lost anyone um you know don't feel bad if you're still upset about it anyways okay do you have any tips on gaining weight i lose weight way too fast well you know a lot of people on this stream would probably love to have that problem um but you know uh <laughs> tick knows what we're saying in our heads right doesn't it feels that way doesn't it good lord um it's kind of like that but but yeah but but learning i'll, I'll get to the tips on gaining weight i don't i don't have a lot of them other than eat more food and so in the sense what you're asking though i think is important because it's interesting, a lot of people that want to lose weight you know, and people that want to gain weight got the same problem, right? And I'll tell you, I found this out. When I was in school, I got a degree in investments. And I remember one of the most profound uh, homework assignments we got was when the teacher said, I want you to go home tonight and put together an investment portfolio that loses as much money as you can possibly make it lose, right? And so right off the bat, I said, oh, that's going to be easy, right? No, it's not as easy because knowing, being able to put a portfolio together that loses money still implies that you know what's gonna happen, right? And so it was just as hard as putting a portfolio together where they make money, you know? But the point is that whether you wanna gain weight or lose weight, it's the same challenge that you are, you have to change your subconscious programming, right? (laughs) Because in both cases, you want to either gain or lose weight, but it's not your conscious mind that says, oh, I wanna do this thing. That is not the party that's in control. The party that's in control is your subconscious mind, and it operates completely different, right? Imagine, and so so the real simple distinction, your conscious mind is logical and rational. Your subconscious mind is not, but it is your subconscious mind that's running all your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, your habitual ones. And so when you want to create a change in your behaviors and in your weight, for example, your weight's just a reflection of your habitual behaviors. So you need to go to the subconscious part of your mind that runs these behaviors and make changes there. Right? that's the secret, and so it's not enough just to have the intention or the the knowledge of why you should do it or even how you should do it. You need to put it into your subconscious mind so that you begin to do it on autopilot. All right, and so whether you want to gain weight or lose weight, it's the, the challenge is changing up your habitual behaviors. You see, and so that's the real secret though to create and change. It's not to accept that knowing what you should do is enough you know? And that's the real breakthrough. Once you recognize that just having the diet plan, having the workout plan is just the literal very beginning starting point, you know? Just knowing what you should do does not mean you know how to do it. I always use writing with your hands. You know how to write, right? But you can't do it with the other hand, you see? So knowing something and being able to do it are two totally different things, okay? Really, really important. Um, So once you understand that though, then you can go to work on programming your subconscious mind, and so that's really the core of what I help people do. And you are already doing it. So you know, sometimes people say, "Well, I don't know if I could be hypnotized." Well, you can, and you are. You have been, and you always will be. It's always hypnosis. Um, the thing is, you you do it, you do it so naturally and automatically, you don't even realize you're doing it. Okay, um, but you are up in your head, constantly talking to yourself. You're in your mind, imagining images imagining memories imagining things and that's influencing you and that's causing you to behave the way you habitually do right because you behave on autopilot you know it's pretty much an automatic um, latching baby thanks for thanks for all the, the oh, I don't know what a finger heart is what's a finger heart I'll say I'm gonna assume it's a good thing but thank you for the likes um, so, so knowing how to program your subconscious mind is really the game that we're talking about. It's not enough just to know what to do, right? Clearly, you, right? So I'm here to put that put your mind at ease that you think there's something wrong with you because you know what to do and you're not doing it, right? But the thing is, it's like you have to practice doing it. You have to reinforce it. Knowing something's not enough. And I think that's the first step to really, A, I, I'm not saying letting you off the hook, like, like I'm not letting you off the hook because it's still your responsibility. But I think you've been judging yourself unfairly. I think you've been thinking in your head that you know what to do and you can do it. You just got to do it. And if you haven't been doing it, it's because there's some little personality character flaw with you. And that's not the case. The truth is you don't know how to do it. You don't know how to program your subconscious mind. You probably don't even know how your mind works. You just say, geez, I keep learning these diets. I know what I should do. I don't keep, I don't do it. Well, what's up, you know? And so again, it's this orientation towards using your subconscious mind, you know? Um, But your conscious mind and subconscious mind operate differently, they communicate differently, right? So logically, I could sit here and tell you all the reasons why you should lose weight, right? But that doesn't mean you're gonna do it. So what does make you do it? Well, it's usually your subconscious associations and those associations are created by the way you imagine things and think about things, right? So for example, uh, if you think about a food that you're struggling with, right? Uh, When you think about that food, the way you think about it is you probably focus on the eating of it, right? You probably think about your favorite food and the way you think about it, okay? Because we always think in movies. The movie you watch of your favorite food is you, it's probably a movie where it starts right where you have it all of a sudden and you're about to eat it. And that's the movie, okay? So that's the perception you have of your favorite food. And so it's no wonder you crave it. Right? because the way you think about it is like a highlight reel of it. Now, this isn't your fault. It's a natural thing to do, A, okay? You're wired to overeat, right? And the second thing is that you've been exposed to literally, literally, probably tens of millions of, of food advertisements in your life, which are just highlight reels of the food as well, okay? And so, how do you change that? How do you change that to feel differently about the food? Well, you change the way you think about the food. And so, one of the, if I had to summarize in a basic level, The big thing I help people do is subconsciously to change their way of thinking about food from the consumption to the consequence of it, okay? And so both of them are true, right? And so to to understand this, you need to understand that everything's good and bad, right? All of these foods are good and bad at the same time, okay? Which one you believe they are depends on which one you're focused on. And so with these foods, what you've been doing subconsciously is focusing on the eating of the food and the enjoyment you get from that process, okay? But what you're not doing is you don't give a whole lot of thought about what is the consequence of eating that food 10 minutes from now, 20 minutes from now, tomorrow morning when I wake up, the long-term consequence, okay? And so an easy way to get to that that feeling, to get to that consequence is to change the way you think about the behavior. So if you take a behavior that you're, isn't too healthy for you. And maybe it's snacking at night. Let's just stick with that one. But if you imagine you're a fly on your ceiling of the room where you usually do it, and you're looking down at yourself, right? So what are we doing here? We're shifting our perspective. We're causing you to think about that behavior from a different way. You're literally visualizing it differently in your mind. And so you imagine yourself, let's just say, sitting on the sofa, sitting in whatever chair, wherever you, you sit, and you are eating. And maybe you're watching TV, maybe you're on your phone, maybe you're on a computer, iPad, whatever. And I want you to imagine watching yourself mindlessly just putting that food in your mouth, you know, the whole time. Then imagine yourself doing that for a week in a row. Now imagine yourself doing that for six months, now a year. Well, now what's happened is you've shifted your perception of that behavior. And most likely, if you just did the exercise, you feel differently about that food you see? So I didn't use any willpower. I didn't give any facts. You just used your imagination to think about that food from a different perspective in a different way. And by doing that, you change the feelings you get for it, you see? So this is subconscious program. This is an example of it, okay? Um, But this is what's going to get you the biggest changes in your life, you know? And no one teaches this really, you know? Even hypnotists, it's like, they have this idea, oh, I'm just going to read you the script and everything's going to change. I don't think that's true. I think you need to learn how to hypnotize yourself, right? So I teach a process called self-hypnotic programming. It's super simple. You know, It's not a complicated thing. But I think in addition to how simple the technique is, I think having context about how it works is crucial because first off, you got to get out of the idea that you think you just need more information. Like You're just missing some, some key piece of information that's going to change everything right? And usually that key piece of information you're thinking you need is like one of two things. Either it's some food plan, right? Some ultimate nutritional secret that's going to change everything, or you're going to, all of a sudden you're going to figure out what the hell's wrong with you, right? Because you're asking that question like obsessively, right? You're like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I stick to a plan? I want to lose weight so bad. Why don't I do it? Why can't I do it? What's wrong with me? You know? And you're so obsessed with that question because you think that right on the other side of is this cognitive breakthrough is going to change everything. And there's not, you know, just like the same way. If you play the piano, or you want to learn to play the piano, there's no cognitive breakthrough you're gonna have that's all of a sudden gonna instantly change your piano playing, right? If you don't play the piano, any any, if you do any athletic thing, right? If anything you you do with your body, there is no like little hack that's gonna instantly change everything. Now, don't get me wrong. There's little things you learn that make it better you know, to change it in the better. But there's nothing, like there's no secret piece of knowledge that changes everything instantly. and makes it better. So you have to get rid of that mentality because it's keeping you stuck. You see, you're, you're obsessed. I know this and I know it. <laughs> if you're not actively working to lose weight, what you're in is you're in this holding pattern where you're trying to figure something out first. You're waiting for some big breakthrough to, to make it easy. And then, ah, oh, that's it, now I can do it. It's never coming. It's never coming because it doesn't exist you know and so what you have to do is you have to start to recognize that really weight loss is the process of just like learning an instrument learning a language learning a new skill it's about yes information is a part of it but more importantly what is always there when you are learning something it's the ability to reinforce it to practice it to learn from your mistakes to grow and optimize and get better from those mistakes. That's the secret to learning anything, and it's no different with your weight. But again, you, you're, you're, you exist right now in this diet hypnosis. You are literally trapped into a hypnotic trance when it comes to your weight, and you're not thinking clearly. You're thinking like a dieter because you've been exposed to literally millions of diet ads in your life, and you no longer can even see or think clearly with it. You know, that's why I do these, to try and kind of wake you up from that, you know, so that you can start thinking more clearly and avoid the trance-like behaviors. You know, the trance-like behaviors of, okay, tomorrow's Monday, that's it, I'm going st- to do this, right? Which is, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There's nothing wrong with saying, okay, tomorrow's the day I'm going to start, I'm going to do it. That's fine. The problem is when you think, okay, it's this, it's like this uh, closed system. I'm either going to, I'm going to start it tomorrow and I'll see how I do by the end of the day. I either made it or I didn't, right? It's like, you're approaching your weight loss. Like it's an endurance test. Like, it's like, okay, let me do it. Let me see how long I can do it for, you know? And there's no sense of, okay, let me relax. This is what I want. I want to weigh X amount of pounds. I want to be this version of myself. I want to live as this person and I'm going to make it happen. I'm gonna make it happen a day at a time. You know, each and every day I'm gonna get better and better and better. I'm gonna learn things about myself. I'm gonna improve my strategies, my eating strategies, my living strategies, my mindset strategies. So I become the person I wanna be day in and day out, you know? And that's what this is all about. And I'm gonna get better and better at it day after day, week after week, year after year, decade after decade. This is so important to me. Okay. And so that's the real that's the mindset. You know what I mean? That that again, it's not easy because you've you've been conditioned and trained to look for easy right? You're looking that magical pill, that magical diet plan, right? Now it's the pill, right? And so they get the new diabetes medicine, right? That's oh, it's magic, you know, is it, is that what you're Do you want to be addicted? Yeah, not addicted, but you want to have to take a pill for the rest of your life to manage your weight. If that's your situation medically, then, then I'm happy that you've got a solution. But I just say that to you just to show you how conditioned you are, how hypnotized you've been to just look for shortcuts, you know, and that's your subconscious approach to weight loss is you're just looking for a shortcut, looking for someone to give you a plan that you can follow and then lose the weight. And what I'm trying to tell you is that that's, that's really an ineffective way to look at it. It's, it, that's why dieting has such horrible numbers. Okay. So you need to shift your mindset and approach this differently. Right. Um, someone says tips on stress eating and someone says I have the, the live yesterday. So I want I'm excited about that. I want to get to that. i um, stress eating real quick because I think stress eating, you should look at your core, eating problem is emotional eating, okay? If you have any sort of weight issue, it's, it's usually it's an emotional eating issue at the core of it because if you only eat when you need to nourish your body and you, when you nourished yourself and when you're hungry, then you'd be at your natural weight, your proper weight. It's now that we live in an environment where so much of our eating is dictated by the emotions we feel or don't want to feel, you know? And so that drives a lot of it. So stress eating is just one example of that but this is why I say you really have to have a lifestyle piece. I I don't know. I I genuinely don't know if you could really master your weight without having a lifestyle piece, you know? I mean, you could do it if you were just a real stickler rule follower, you know? But if you have any chance of enjoying this process and do it in a way that's really going to last and feels good, I don't know how you would do it without the lifestyle piece exactly for that reason. Because we have, we live in an environment now, right? So we have two, two nervous systems, basically. We have a parasympathetic nervous system which you rest and digest when you're calm and relaxed and you have your sympathetic nervous system that's the fight flight freeze response and so in the natural world you know we tend to think like we're always you know in, a, in this sympathetic nervous system fight or flight mode but we weren't you know there really weren't that many scenarios where you were fighting for your life you know what i mean in the last you know hundred thousand years two hundred thousand years of being humans and so now here we are in the modern world and we don't have very many fight or flight situations genuinely right however because we're humans and we have mirror neurons we can watch stuff and we can have media coming in and stimulus coming in that triggers our sympathetic nervous system okay we can think about work trigger the nervous system we can think about our spouse we can think about a lot money we can think about our weight all these different things and they trigger our sympathetic nervous system so we find ourselves in the situation where in a technical sense we've got we got like the least um situations we have to fight for our lives. And yet we live in this kind of perpetual sympathetic nervous system activation mode, <laughs> right? Because even the shows right? you sit there watching shows about murderers, it's activating your sympathetic nervous system because you have mirror neurons that allow you to vicariously experience that thing. So listen, I just, I watched that Dahmer show, right? And so you're sitting there watching it; it's, it's creating stress in me. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause I'm watching that. And so that's where we spend a lot of our times in the modern world, especially with all the technology and just the lifestyle. you got an over-activated sympathetic nervous system, most likely. And so on a fundamental core level, like your lifestyle in making this a process of not just losing weight, because who gives a shit? <laughs> like just losing weight is not going to make you happy. I promise you, we, we got to know this by now. You know, what we want to do is is weight loss is a means to an end, in my opinion. I like to wrap weight loss in personal development. Let's utilize your weight loss process, your weight mastery process, as a process where you not only lose weight, but you use it as an opportunity to really evolve yourself into who you truly want to be. So you use it as an opportunity to really live the best version, become the best version of you that you can be. And so... Part of that is to practice activating your parasympathetic nervous system, right? So that, you know, I'll I'll tell you, and it's like, I take it for granted now to a certain degree, because I've been at this for 30 years personally, where I've been doing yoga, I've been doing meditation. And so I forget that a lot of people literally can go years without ever taking a second to just bring it in and tune the outside world out. And I will tell you what I mean, and I'll give you an example. Um, we, I, I, so, so in my program, right, every Tuesday and Thursday we have office hours where I, I'll coach people. And so last week we had one and it was the, two, two of the people were kind of stressed. They were kind of anxious. I, and yeah, I could see it, you know? And so it's like, okay, let's work on this. And you know how we worked on it? Cause I know you're, you're thinking it takes a lot, right? You're, you're cause you're already in an overwhelmed state because your sympathetic nervous system is already activated. If I say to you, you know let let's start working on a lifestyle that starts to make you feel more relaxed and calm well that feels like one more thing and that's just more stress right even if i talk about relaxation that becomes more stress for you right and so what i want to make the point of here is that when i was talking to these two clients um i could see they were stressed and i said i want to show you just how easy and how fast it can be that you feel profoundly different right and so what i did is i set a timer on my phone i said what we're going to do is we're just going to close our eyes and we're gonna bring our attention inwards and we're just gonna relax our bodies and breathe for 60 seconds. And I set the timer. And it was funny because like they had like this, (laughs) it was a profound experience for them, you know? And the point I'm trying to say is that they were not unique in that, you know? Like, Like again, I kind of take it for granted, but it's like, if you start with a minute it doesn't even have to be a minute. I've done this with people for I've got it down to 15 seconds seems to be kind of, you know, at, at least 15 seconds, you get a, an experience, you know, um, a minute's profound, though, you know, if you never meditate, if you never relax, a minute is life changing. If you do a minute every day, it's literally life changing for you because you're not used to feeling that way. You're not used to being awake with your eyes closed, right? This is a weird state for people. When do you do it? But guess what? Most of your brain's dedicated to visual stimuli. So as soon as you shut these guys, you free up so much mental energy. And then I'd suggest you initially use that mental energy, bring it into your body. Oh, do it now. I mean if you want to, relax your stomach, relax your chest, relax your shoulders, relax your face. Jesus pretty tense in there, right? Now breathe a little deeper. You know, ideally you want to breathe through your nose, but if you if you can't, it's uncomfortable, then breathe through your mouth. Fine. But just take a second, close those eyes, it it feels better instantly, you know, and just sit here for a second, quietly. And we're talking about five seconds, 10 seconds, 20 seconds. And so what happens? I mean, it's an altered state where you are a, I don't want to say a better version of yourself, but you're a more aware version of yourself. You're a more mindful version of yourself, you know? And, um, it lets you start to become aware of what the hell is going on inside of you, which is the whole game. You see, you're so oriented because we've all been conditioned to be oriented on the outside, even with the weight loss, right? The diets, it's all about what's going on the outside. It's about meal plans, what you're, what you're eating. It's about workouts, what you're doing with your body. You know, there's very little about what's going on in here, what's going on in here, you know? And so I don't know what's the purpose. If you're, if you're not going to start working on that, you know, it's like, if you just think losing the weight's going to make you happy. I promise you it's not. You know, so let me save you some time and energy, you know, and I say this because every client I work with, it always starts with, okay, tell me your story. At some point they lost the weight. I said, well, what happened? You got to your goal. weight. why'd you put it back on? I don't feel like myself. It was too hard. I hated it. I didn't like living that way. So what I'm saying is so you're ultimately, you're going to do what you want to do. Your brain is a pleasure seeking mechanism. You're not going to live a life of, um, decided, uh, you know, deprivation, you know, and what I mean by decided is you're not going to intentionally choose a life where you feel deprived and shitty all the time. It's are not not going to happen. You know, and so um, you need to make this a process about feeling amazing, about feeling the best version of you. And to do that, you want to start by focusing on what's going on in here because this is what's driving your whole experience. You know, it's not what happens on the outside. You know, Victor Frankl taught us this. Do you know him, man? Search for meaning, right? So he's a Jewish psychiatrist. Got put into a concentration camp with his whole family. And he wrote a whole book on this. And it's like, even in that situation, he realized I still have control of what's going on here. They can't take it. They cannot get to that, you know? And so that's the most extreme example I can think of. You know, we're not dealing with that. We got our stresses, right? We got stuff we're dealing with in life, sure. It's not that though, you see? It's the same same situation. It's not the outside stuff primarily. It's your internal interpretation of it. Your It's your reaction, your experience of it. And so again, notice this about, there's outside stimulus, whatever is going on out here, whatever, okay, no matter what's going on out here, there's then this interpretation phase, we, we take that stimulus and we interpret it based on what's going on in here, and then we experience it, you know, and so we can experience these things differently, you know, your job's unstable, you got a shitty boss, okay, that, that's tough, but that doesn't mean you can't take a few minutes to completely decompress and let all that go. And then once you do it, you come back out to the same reality but now you feel different about it. Now you say, okay, the boss is an asshole, but it's okay because it, 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 you know what I mean? You experience it differently. The outside part didn't change. What changed was in here and in here. You know? That's how you start to have some control over your life, you know? You can't start orienting yourself to try and control everything outside because you can't. You know, the only thing you have any chance of controlling, and it's hard as hell, controlling stuff in here. But at least you got a chance. You know, at least there's a chance you could do it. But if you stay organ, you know, oriented towards the way I got to fix everything is fix everything on the outside. Uh, it's a fool's errand. You know, it's it's a tough way to live. And so again, it all starts by kind of recognizing what's going on in here and starting to influence that. You know, and that that's really the cornerstone of, of my approach you know so when it comes to stress eating yeah my, my tips on stress eating are so simple that it sounds like it's not a tip at all but it's like practice relaxing you know what i mean like i know it sounds. It oh no shit jim yeah i knew that well i get it but let me let me say it in a slightly different way so that you actually hear it you know internalization is a process you should really look up okay look up intrinsic extrinsic motivation and internalization because it's the science of motivation. And until you know that, you have, you have no idea how to motivate yourself. I say this every day. You don't. That's your first hurdle. You, you think you want to lose weight and you don't. You wish you'd lose weight, but you don't actually want to. Your motivation is very, very low. And that's your first challenge you got to get over. Okay, But part of how you actually want to lose weight is starting to internalize things that you kind of know. And so internalization, just again, I want you to read about it because it's a more detailed explanation. But the simple one I explain as a hypnotist is it's taking the things you know consciously and feeling them subconsciously, feeling them in your body, right? So um, you do this, right? So I always think like, like you used to be, when you were a kid, you had cer- certain toys or things that you were absolutely obsessed with, right? And now it's like you couldn't feel that way if you wanted to, right? So it's not a logical thing. It's not what you were thinking about it. There's something going on inside of you that causes you to feel the way you feel, and the truth is you can influence that. And so that's my approach to creating change. But so stress eating is the same as, you know, emotional eating, boredom eating, whatever. The solution oftentimes is a real simple one conceptually, which is if you're stressed out and you're using food, that's a very shitty strategy, but it's the best strategy you got right now, you see? And so what you try to do is you try and, you know, you're using food to feel more relaxed and deal with stress, right? And then what you try to do is you say, I gotta stop stress eating, get rid of this stress eating. But what you don't realize you're doing is you're simultaneously getting rid of the relaxation. You're simultaneously getting rid of your strategy to relax and deal with the stress, you see? So the real evolved way, the more intelligent way to approach that is to say, okay, I'm I'm using eating to deal with my stress. How can I deal with the stress in a more natural way that doesn't include food? Well, now, you know, you may not have the answer to that, but if you keep focusing on that, you will get the answer. And then the answer will involve you relaxing and dealing with stress in a natural way without needing food. And so your brain always does, it always does the best option available to it. And so if you're stress eating, it's because that's the only option you have, right? It's the only strategy you have to deal with stress or it's the most effective one, you see? So you need to come up with a better option and it's not rocket science. It just takes some practice. But So that's my, that's my answer to stress eating is, is learn to relax more, you know, that, that's the key. Someone says, I was listening in your live yesterday. I have a question that you have answered in a video I saw too saw today was about the mindset and the analogy with being a smoker and not not cravings yeah okay I love that I love that so much so I'll definitely talk about that um I use that a lot so right so if you're on this call you're watching this right now um if you're a non-smoker you're not a non-smoker because you're fighting cigarette cravings all the time right you just don't think about cigarettes and if you do think about cigarettes you think they're disgusting right you think they're gross the way you think about them because cigarettes are good and bad Right? They're bad because of all the reasons we know, cancer and breath, yellow teeth, all that stuff. But they're good because they cause you to breathe deeply. They give you nicotine in your body and that can make you give you a little bit of buzz if you've never smoked. If you smoke, it relieves the uncomfortable feelings you have when you don't smoke, you see? So they're good and bad. Which one you focus on is gonna dictate which one you believe is true about it. Now, I love the cigarette one because you've seen that happen culturally. Right. You saw you saw 80 years, 50 years of cigarettes were just something to do. You know, like we look at it like junk food or maybe moderate alcohol use. Right. Not the best thing. Or coffee. Not the best thing. But It's not going to kill you. Right. <laughs> it's just smoke on your lungs. And so people lived within the paradigm, within the mindset that cigarettes were just something to do and they were relatively harmless. It's hard to even imagine that now, right? I remember, I'm old enough to remember that, that I never equated them with cancer for a long time. You know, um, my parents smoked. I didn't I didn't really think much about it, you know? But I remember going in that transition of learning, oh my God, they're really bad because they sat on that information. But now when you think about cigarettes, you know, you think about them in a way where it's like, you know, you don't want them, but you're not fighting cravings. So there's a very important lesson here. Now, if you're a smoker, you can do this with drugs, right? Do this with heroin. You're probably not a heroin addict, and so why? Again, from what I hear, heroin really feels great. Right? But even if I say that, you're still, not, you're still not enticed, why? Because the way you think about heroin, you focus on the negative parts of it, and so that causes you not to have cravings for it, you see? So when it comes to food, though, what do you do? You try and lose weight, but you never deal with the mindset piece. You never change the way you think about the foods. And so what happens is, you have this subconscious perception of foods that creates these cravings for it, automatically. Because the way you think about it is creating these cravings automatically. And so what you do when you want to lose weight is you use your conscious willpower and you try and fight those cravings that keep coming up. This is your weight loss approach. You're trying to resist this automated process. And what happens is eventually you get bored, distracted, sick, tired. And this part that takes a lot of energy and focus and motivation starts to fade away. And this part, which just runs automatically, is just like, boop, you know? And so it's... That's your approach to weight loss and that's why it doesn't work. You know, you need to go deeper. You need to shift the mindset, the way you're perceiving these foods, the way you think about yourself, um, your understanding and knowledge of the core components of losing weight. You know, I always say to people like, you think you want to lose weight and, and I know you really wish you would lose weight and I know you want to lose weight, but you have no idea how you know nothing more about how to lose weight now than you did before you started your first diet, you know, cause the diets never show you how to actually lose weight. You know, they just give you a couple tactics because the diets don't want you to lose weight, by the way. All the big diets, you know, almost all of them were owned by big food companies, right? Weight Watchers owned by Heinz. uh, Jenny Craig's owned by Nestle. uh, Atkins Food owned by the company that owns Cinnabon Cinnabon and onions Pretzels. They don't want you to lose weight. They want you to restrict your calories for a little while. And because what happens is when you do that you come back eating more calories ultimately. Look it up, what the hell effect? Look it up, you'll be shocked. <laughs> and I think um, the more you start to understand about your own mind, your own self, about food, about change, right? Because I'll tell you, people sometimes will say, oh, you're not a dietitian, you're not a nutritionist, you shouldn't be doing this. You know what, I'll put my lot up against them any day because being told what to do means almost nothing, right? <laughs> if you think the only thing missing from your weight loss plan is more information, you just crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's not—it's not a knowledge gap you have. It's a—I mean, I guess technically it might be—it's a lack of knowledge about how to actually change, though. It's not a nutrition gap. I promise you, your issues are not because I could give you a book of a nutrition book of all the information, nutritional information of every food on the planet. Is that going to help you lose weight? No, because you don't know how to change how to live that book, right? And that's the key thing. Um, so. It's, it's an orientation about what was really at stake here and how to really change it. So in my program, the first thing we do, there's really three levels, mindset, lifestyle, eating. Everyone wants to start with the eating, but really I suggest you start with the mindset piece. And so even the mindset piece, it's broken down into six categories. There's motivation. Like there's a science to motivation. It's not, you have no idea how to motivate yourself right? You have no idea how to motivate yourself. <laughs> just accept it and then start working on the solution. Don't argue with me because I promise you don't. If you're not losing weight, if you're not doing things to actively make it happen, it's just because you're not motivated. I'm not blaming you. I'm just calling it out. You're confusing wishing that you'd magically start losing weight with actually wanting to do it, taking some action to actually make it happen. And you don't want to. As a matter of fact, you don't you don't even want to do it. Like you would again, you'd like to magically wake up tomorrow morning at your ideal weight or be motivated to do it, but you don't actually want to do it. You're not really interested in committing any energy, money or time to actually making it happen. Okay. And so you need to understand how to motivate yourself because that's the engine that drives the whole process. And the truth is you have no idea how to motivate yourself. Your weight loss motivation is based around spontaneous pain. You step on the scale, you see a picture of yourself, the clothes don't fit, you see your reflection and you get so upset that you say, I got to do something to change this. And then in that heightened emotional state where you're not thinking clearly, you know, you're literally, it's a hypnotic state. You choose unsustainable plans or to the fastest results. You do them for a little bit then you stop doing them and then you repeat that cycle you know that's not real motivation and you've just discovered this because january 1st is always the great test of how bad you are at motivating yourself because <laughs> you want it to be, you want it to magically be something that's going to trigger something in your mind and it never does you know and it's because you don't know how to motivate yourself now it's not rocket science but you've just never learned how to do it so that's the first piece of the mindset thing is how do you motivate yourself my program the, the core of it there's three components you, you learn how to hypnotize yourself using the program yourself then technique but then there's the blueprints and then there's more hypnosis sessions to support everything. But it's these blueprints that are the real core and key because they become your personalized roadmaps to creating genuine change. It's hard work. OK, my program is not for most people. I'll be completely honest with that. Um, but if you're really if you're a person who can put this work in and stay focused, all of a sudden you get these blueprints of how to motivate yourself um, that you have real genuine motivation and you've identified it and you know it. Okay, and you can refer back to it. That's the other thing. Just because you uncover it one time doesn't mean you absolutely know it. Um, And so it's important that, you know, I just saw on YouTube, someone wrote a message. They just took it away, but I didn't get a chance to read it, but I was about to get to it. So if you want to put it in there, I'm going to get to it. Um, So so the motivation is the first thing. Once you know how to do it, obviously that changes everything. Then is the self-image, right? So once you're motivated, the real work starts by the self-image piece. How do you identify? How do you think of yourself as a person? You know, that's the game we're playing here. It's not enough just to lose the weight because how many times do you have to lose the weight or see someone else lose the weight where they didn't maintain it? And it's because just losing weight doesn't mean you change. You know, there's a self-image, the way you define yourself. And so you got to go through that. And who do you want to be? You've never done this before. You never sat in school and designed your ideal self-image, right? A real important process, you know, because who do you want to be? You don't just want to be thin. You want to be, you want it to be this transformative experience where everything gets better. And it can be if you approach it that way. Okay, Um, so it's motivation, self-image, habits, you know, breaking down habits into their core components so you have some sense of how to strategically, intelligently change your habits, you know, because you have no idea how to do that now. You're just winging it with willpower, okay? Then there's emotions. How do you feel the emotions you want to feel and how do you deal with the emotions you don't want to feel? That's what I just talked about a little bit earlier. You've got no strategies for how to do this probably, short of food. You know, food becomes the main emotional strategy people use. You know but once you have a better strategy it becomes easier to not use the food you see then there's thinking you know how do you think you know um fixed growth mindset do you know this stuff right do you know solution-oriented problem-oriented mindsets do you understand transformational grammar do you understand um your internal dialogue how you're talking to yourself all day long right so we break down the components of thinking in a very specific way and then finally is maintenance right so that's my that's just my mindset piece and i say this to you just to point out how woefully inadequate your plan is, right? Your plan is just, it's not going to change anything because it's not meant to. This idea, you do you really think the main thing stopping you from losing weight is that you don't know what to eat? And you know that's not true because I always use this example that it's like if you were a robot and you just wrote in in the morning what you were going to eat all day and then you just do it, would you have a weight problem? No. Because the problem is, it's not that you don't know what to do, it's that you know what to do, but then when it gets time to do it, you don't want to do it. (laughs) There's some part of you Think about this: What part of you is compelling you to eat the wrong foods when you do it, right? You want to lose weight as much as anything in the world. I know this, but so what? What? How are you saying I want to lose weight? Jesus, my life. I'm feeling like shit. Thank you very much for the thanks for the rose. Um, I'm feeling like crap, and I don't feel good, and I want to lose weight, and you want to, and then you go to do it, and then some part of you says, "No, let's eat the cookies," and then you do that. How is this happening, <laughs> right? You think about weight all the time, and do you have any sense of how this is happening? I mean, I do. I got a real clear sense how this is happening. I think you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind knows exactly why you should lose weight and what you should do to make it happen. But it is the subconscious part of your mind that actually does it. And your subconscious mind has not been programmed to do those things that you consciously want to do. Let me give you the example. You know, everything there is to need to know about writing, right? You can write with your hand, but you can't do it with the other hand. You see, knowledge doesn't create behavior, practice and reinforcement creates behavior. And that's not how you've been approaching your weight loss. You've been approaching it like you're missing some piece of information that's going to change everything, and it's not. If you wanted to learn how to write with the other hand, you don't need to learn any more information, do you? Right? You, you got it. <laughs> you know how to write as much as you need to write with that other hand, but it's like you can't do it with the other one. And so how would you learn how to write with the other hand? Would you go back to school? Would you get a book on how to write? <laughs> Right? No, you'd practice, you'd reinforce it because that's how you learn. But then when it comes to weight loss, you just think you're gonna get some magic plan. You're gonna read some book and everything's gonna change and it's not. So that's why you need to learn from your mistakes. That's what we're talking about today. That's what Monday's all about. That's how you maintain is realizing, you know, you're, you're, with your weight loss, you're starting off failing. You, like you, The way you're approaching it from the get-go, you're failing it. And I'll, I'll put it in metaphorical terms. You're approaching your weight loss as if it were a sprint like technically like subconsciously you're thinking of it as a sprint and when you think about a sprint it's a short race and perfection is required if you trip during a sprint race you're going to lose okay so the fact that you subconsciously think about your weight loss like a sprint is setting you up for failure every time and so you never get a chance to to win and you never even think there's a purpose right because in the sprint if you it's like if you trip what's the point what's the point of continuing anymore? you lost right? And that's how it feels with your diets. Every time you make a mistake, it's like, oh, Christ, what's the point? Now I can't get those big results I wanted. Oh, man. And then you're off and then six months go by and then you start to do it again, the exact same thing. So right off the bat, you got to start by thinking of this as a marathon, a never ending marathon. And I know that bums you out. And you got to sit present with that and accept it and move on because you've got to look at this as a marathon because even if you could lose the weight, how long do you want to lose the weight for? Six months, a year, and then put it back on? How long do you want to keep the weight off for? forever, right? (laughs) So it's like, let's put two and two together. You want to keep it off forever. So let's come up with a plan that allow you to keep it off forever. And the irony of it all is that it's actually a lot easier when you start approaching like a marathon. But the problem is that when I say marathon, you're like, well, there's a letdown feeling, right? Because you've been hypnotized that when you think about weight loss, it's got to happen quicker. It doesn't, I don't want it at all. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait for it. (laughs) Right? You're impatient like a little baby, and it's not your fault. You've been literally hypnotized to be like this. And it's like, you don't get instant results. And what do people talk about? Oh, I just started a plan. How much weight you lose? Right? And it's like, they should be saying, how hard is it? Is it it sustainable? Have you found it difficult to do? Does it work for your lifestyle? (laughs) Do you think you're going to be able to keep it up? These are the questions people should ask. But what do they ask? How much weight you lost so far? You know? And so it's like, we're so obsessed and so impatient that we're literally approaching us like little babies, you know? And so you have to start using your mature... Uh, now, you, again, you can't help it because you're in a hypnotic state when you think about weight loss, literally. When you think about weight, A, you activate your sympathetic nervous system because you're stressed out about your weight. You've had, just had so many ne- negative experiences with it. And every time you think about it, you're beating yourself up, you're feeling bad about yourself, you're frustrated that you haven't lost it, you're scared, you're worried, all of these emotional states that put you into a trance-like state, which make you receptive and open to... I don't care what I got to do. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Okay. Eat 500 calories. Fine. I'm going to do that. I'm gonna eat 500 calories to lose the weight. Right. But that, that requires you to not be thinking logically, rationally. Right. The second you step into a 500 calorie a day plan, you, you have lost your logical abilities. Right. And there are 500 calorie a day plans, by the way, very popular ones. Okay. Um, but let's just make it a little more normal right let's say it's a 1200 calorie a day plan well that sounds that sounds way more normal okay that, that's where we should be well listen if you were eating 2700 calories a day yesterday and now tomorrow you're gonna eat 1200 calories a day that's a 60 percent drop you're not gonna do that and you're not gonna maintain it it's way too big of a, of a jump it's me again I've never played piano and I'm gonna start because I really want to learn so I'm gonna start playing 10 hours a day well great for the first day maybe the second day I can't move my fingers and that's what's happening with a diet, metaphorically, is you're jumping into it full force, overcorrecting 100%, and you can keep that up for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then you can't. And then you, what do you do? You go back into how you normally act, right? And so and nothing ever changes. And you can repeat this your entire life, you know, and nothing changes. And that's where you're at. This is why I say you know nothing more about losing weight now than you did before you started your first diet. Literally. You have no idea, you know? You're just hoping some new diet's going to come around the bend that's going to answer questions for you right and now we got the new medication oh the diabetic's using it's amazing you know nothing's amazing nothing's perfect you know even the weight loss surgeries they got better f- rates of, of success than just dieting but again it's a quite a steep price you pay and if you get the gastric bypass i just read that 25 percent of gastric bypass right with the surgery you reroute it um 25 of them end up with alcohol addiction right and and so again even if you got the surgery it's like yeah on the outside you might start looking like you slimmed down but I've, I've worked with so many of these people. What happens is they're getting better at kind of treating it. So it's not just a, a surgery thing. There's a lot more kind of psychological support now. So that's good. But a lot of times what happens with people when they get the surgeries is they still got to deal with the stuff on the inside Some at some point. you know, It's like, yeah, you can only eat this much. But you know what they do a lot of times is they just start eating all the time once they habituate to it. You know what I mean? Because they never dealt with the core issues. So I promise you at some point, you know, you're going to want to take control of your mind and your body and feel... Good, <laughs> so that's what I talk about. Um, what do you think about white weight, weight loss sleep hypnosis? Okay, um, I think sleep hypnosis is it, it's not it doesn't work pretty much, is what I think of it. Um, I think it's a it's a good supportive thing. So I literally use sleep hypnosis sessions in my program, right? So I think as part of a whole strategy, I think it's good because what I do like about sleep hypnosis is when you go from being awake to going to sleep, you pass through a hypnagogic state, right? You pass from being conscious, logical, aware, to being unconscious, surreal, imagination, primary mode. And you know this, because you know when you feel like you're falling, but you're laying down, but it feels like you're falling, that's kind of that feeling of going into your, your surreal dream mind, okay? So it's like, if you're getting positive, good suggestions during that phase, I think that's a good thing, because I think it, it impacts you on a deeper level, and I think that part's good. I think once you fall asleep and you're getting suggestions, they mean they do absolutely nothing, okay? So again, I think in my program I use them, but they're part of, they're really one part out of like five that, that help you succeed. And they're the smallest little part. It's a little little support. Um, and I tell people, they, they help people go to sleep. So I wanna be clear about that. I think like if, if someone just put a hypnosis session on when you're already asleep, it's not gonna do anything. And they've done studies and, and it's, you know, the evidence shows it doesn't do anything and logically it wouldn't make any difference. Um, but if you listen to it to relax and fall asleep and listen to that stuff while you go to sleep, then I think it's, it's a lot more valuable. Okay. Again, I think in and of itself, it's not going to fix everything, you know, but, um, as part of a full system where it's reinforcing some of these core concepts, then I think it's good, you know? So the way I use mine is I'm using it. So one part of the program is every week for eight weeks, you get a new sleep gnosis session. It's a 10 minute session. And what it does is it's built around a core weight loss mantra. And so you're putting that mantra deep into your subconscious mind, into your body as you fall asleep. And each week you're listening to the same one repetitively. And so it helps reinforce that message. Then the next week you move on the next one. So I think in that sense, that's probably the most effective way you could use a sleep hypnosis session for weight loss. But I think to just think you're gonna listen to one, like an eight hour one, I don't think it's gonna do too much, okay? Um, Can you talk about how you make your choices align with your deepest values regarding daily routine? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And so the first question is you need to recognize what are your deepest values? You know, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. When I talk about the motivation blueprint, we're getting to the nuts and bolts of it. You know what I mean? Like it's hard work, I mean, to, to identify these things that you kind of have intuitive general sense of, to, to specify them, put them out on paper is, is work. But once you do it, it is like having the keys to the kingdom because those values don't really change over a lifetime. The things that motivate you at the deepest level now will pretty much be the same things that motivate you at the deepest level your whole life. And so when you start to become consciously aware of those, and you can build around those, it's a real game changer you know, in your, your ability to transform yourself, which is really what I work with people on. It's really, it's it's transformation. It's, it's transforming yourself from the inside out into the person you wanna be. And to be honest, the weight's really just like a, a part of that. And it's really not the primary part. The primary part's always that self-image. How do you think of yourself? What's the best version of you? And how can we create a, a way of being, a way of thinking, a way of living, and a way of eating that allows you to manifest that, to be that, you see. And so how you make your choices align with your deepest values starts by identifying your deepest values and then starting to strategically, consistently reinforce the new choices that are going to allow you to align with that. And again, the biggest thing I could share with you is that it's more about reinforcement. You you think that just like recognizing this stuff's enough. And I I don't know if I would ever believe this, but it's like, again, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. And the biggest thing I've learned is I could have a, a, a coaching call with someone and it's like fireworks, epiphanies going off. Like we, we identify something, that's like, boom, oh my God, I never realized that this is absolutely life changing. This is absolutely unbelievable. And it's like, we'll have that experience. And the week later, they kind of forgot about it, you know? And so the point I'm trying to make is this, that you could have the most profound realizations, but it doesn't mean that's gonna change your behavior. So you still have to recognize that those profound realizations are important. They're a part of the process, but they're a small part. The bigger part is that consistent reinforcement. And so you can recognize what your deepest values are, you can recognize the choices that are gonna allow you to express those deepest values and live with them, but it is the reinforcement of that that's the most important piece. I hope that's hitting home because it gets to that deeper idea that you think that conscious knowledge or information is the only thing you're missing. And I'm telling you, it's not. It's again, it, it, I bring it back to the piano. You know, you could read a whole, you could read the best book on learning piano, right? You could read that book five times, take notes on it, think about it, all that. It doesn't mean you can play the piano any better if you don't practice. Do you see what I'm saying? So again, there's the logical conscious knowledge, which is important. It's part of it, but the bigger part is the the repetition, the practice, the reinforcement. You see, and it's the same thing with the weight loss, same same exact thing. Um, so once I tried closing my eyes while eating, I ate less and was satisfied, but it was really odd. Yeah, that's that's. I'm really glad you said that. Um, that is a great great uh, exercise to do. Uh, you know, who did that actually was Paul McKenna? He had. I, I like Paul McKenna's stuff a lot. I don't know if you don't know him. He's a hypnotist um, from England. And uh, he, I think he's great. You know, I think he's one of the best hypnotists with weight loss. I don't think that's enough, you know, ultimately to really master your weight. But I do think that he has some really great stuff. And one of the things he did, he did a special, with the, I think it might've been the BBC, um, but he had people at a diner wear a blindfold and eat. It was the same thing, like you said, as soon as they were more aware of what was going in their mouth, um, they naturally tended to eat less, you know, which is a, a real, uh, I, I think, uh, encouragement for, for mindful eating. You know, absolutely. No doubt about it. So that's really interesting. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that that's really true. Yeah, visual stimuli is a thing for sure. And it's a, it's a combination of visual stimuli is part of it. And it's also, um, you know, when your eyes are open, it, it's easy to get all your energy and attention goes out here. And there's less for what's going on in here, you know. And so mindless eating is a real thing. You know what I mean? Like like where you're just shoveling stuff in, and you have no idea. You're not you're not connected to your body's signals of okay, I've had enough. That's good. We're good here. Um, you're not you're dis- disassociated from that, you know. And so becoming more more mindful of when you're eating can definitely be helpful. You know? Someone says, Jim, I love your meditations. Awesome. I'm glad you like those. Yeah, they're great, right? It's fun listening to them. And again, the point of the meditations is to give you an experience of what it's like. To take a different route to create and change in your behaviors, you know, because again, you are, I mean, you're not only logic first, you're logic only, you know, most people have no idea how to influence their subconscious mind. And you better because your subconscious mind's in control of everything. It runs all of your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So I use the, I use the metaphor a lot of times, the conscious subconscious mind. That um, of a cruise ship, and your, your conscious mind, oh, thanks for the rose, um, the conscious mind's like the captain of the ship, and the subconscious mind's like the crew of the ship. And for the ship to run properly, you need both of them working together, doing their jobs, right? But you can't have the captain say, get out of here, I'm gonna do everything. It, it, they're overwhelmed, that's not what they're meant to do. And you can't have the crew say, get out of here, captain, we're gonna run everything. Because now you don't know where to go, and you don't have anyone kind of delegating, running the big picture stuff. So it's the same thing with your mind. You need to wor- work on both of them working together, you know? And what you've done up till now is you've been captain only, right? And every time you want to lose weight, it's a captain only. I'm going to force myself. I'm going to fight against my subconscious mind, you know, and it doesn't work because you're not built that way. Your brain's not designed that way. So strategically, if you're serious about changing your behaviors and you want to lose weight, it's much more about reinforcing and programming your subconscious mind to think, feel, and behave in a way that gives you the weight, the lifestyle, the health, the happiness that you want. Right, that's the secret. And so never one really approaches it that way. Now I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's effective, okay? And so at this point, if you've been trying to lose weight for decades, you know, you might wanna start looking for effective over easy at this point. <laughs> Just a suggestion. Someone said, you helped me break my bad habits, and start trying to build good ones. Oh, that's awesome. That's great, that's great. Um, and that's what happens by the way. Again, that that is an aspect of change where it's like, people are so addicted to trying to figure everything out, but what you don't realize, right? And this is why I always say like, I'll, let me break this down a little bit, even how you think about weight. Even when you say like, I wanna lose X amount of pounds, I wanna lose X amount of pounds, you're thinking of yourself as being your overweight self. And and you really are obsessed with that. That's what you know. You know your overweight self. You know that version of you. So it's easy to think about that, and you are obsessed with that. You think about your overweight self all the time. And you're always trying to figure out what's wrong with that overweight self, but you're stuck there. And so it's like Einstein said, the level of thinking that created the problem is not the level that's gonna create the solution, you see? And so what I'm always suggesting, and this a hypnotic based approach, but instead of just staying stuck in here all the time, you overweight self, what's wrong with me? How can I figure this out? We say, okay, let's just take a break. <laughs> Shh. You've been thinking that way for long enough. It's been goddamn decades. <laughs> Shh. Let's just take a little bit of energy and let's just have some fun for a minute. Let's just imagine how we want to be right? And then you have this critical part of your voice that says, no, no, we got to figure it out first. We got to, we got to figure it out. There's no easy way, right? Now you say there's no easy way. You're, you're obsessed with you know, looking for easy ways to lose weight, but it's like, this is the easier way. And it's the fun way. It's like, take a little bit of time. You can still strategize. You know what I mean? There's still plenty of room for strategizing, but God, free up a, a minute, five minutes, and just imagine, let's do it now real quick, right? And you close your eyes, you'll get better out of this, but who would you like to be? What's the best version of you? Right? You've had these moments in your life where you've just been on a roll. Right? You're kind of eating well, you're living well, you're feeling good. Right? It doesn't have to be the best you felt, but, but just times when you feel like you're on the right path. Right? How does that feel? How does it feel like when you're on kind of a roll, when you're, when you're stringing together some days and some meals of eating well, um, when you're feeling better about yourself, right? when you're feeling optimistic and hopeful because you've strung together a couple days of doing the right stuff? Right? How does that feel? And I also imagine you, you string that together for six months, a year, and it's a year from now and you've made small, sustainable, systematic changes and you now feel like a better version of yourself. Or you feel good. The clothes are fitting better. You look in the mirror and you, you look better, not just because you look better, because you know when you look at that version of you, you know that you is on the right path. You feel more relaxed. You're hydrating yourself so you, your body's operating more efficiently. You've been getting better quality sleep and more of it. So you feel rested to the core. You've been nourishing your body, you've been putting some good stuff in it. And so you start to feel alive again. Your cells are just humming along, right? You start moving a little bit more. You've been walking a little bit, you know, going for five minute walks at night, you know, and that feels good. You get some fresh air, just do something, change up the scenery. Um, you've been meditating for uh, off and on a little bit. So you've been quieting your mind, just quieting it down. That feels nice. And you feel more grateful, just appreciating the little things you have in your life, the things you do have. You know, um, there's still things about your body maybe you want to improve and change and make better, but you appreciate what you have right now. You appreciate the body you have right now. You know, and the fact that you can improve it, you can make it better, that you're still alive, that you're still breathing, that you still have certain people in your life. You know, they still have situations that you care about. And you realize that this feels so nice that you want to keep it going and you see yourself constantly getting better and improving and you start to fall in love with the process of improvement, of what's possible for me. You know, what can I do? And so the more you start thinking this way, the more it feels nicer, and the more you start really imagining it and experiencing it first person. And again, that's the self-hypnotic program, is really how to supercharge your imagination, you know? And the more you start thinking about yourself in this ideal way, the more you start training your brain to think of yourself this way. And the more you start thinking this way, the more you start acting this way. And the more you start acting this way, the more you start becoming it. And it starts becoming this, you know what I mean? Like like this whole, I always think of things like an upward or a downward spiral, right? You're going up or down and it's not like a straight line. That's what you got to get out of your mind. Um, things happen in a spiral sort of fashion where it's like, you're slowly moving up usually, or you're slowly moving down, you know, but, but oftentimes it's not so obvious. It's got this spiral kind of sense to it, you know? So, um, you want to put yourself in this upward spiral. It's small little changes in the positive direction that tend to make the biggest differences. All right. Um, yeah, someone says I love this. Thank you. It's like a light just went on. Yeah, that's what I like to do. I get it. that. That's my. I, I love hearing that stuff the most because, um, it's not so much. I, I don't. I don't really just want to teach you stuff. I like sharing new things with you. You may not have known. That's cool. But it's like I want to point things out to you more than anything. I want to be able to say things. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> now I call them paradigm shifts. You know. And so I want you to recognize that. See what you're in is you're in like this paradigm. You're in the weight loss paradigm, which I call a trance really, but it's a paradigm. It's a complete way of thinking and seeing and remembering. Um, weight loss and so you're trapped in this everything you you think of is is in here you know what i mean it's all it's all within there and you can't see outside of it and this little it's a, again it's a diet based trap it, it's it's the food companies and the diet so just one and the same and they keep you trapped in this little box of thinking about your weight and it's very very limited you see it's kind of like let's just imagine like like it was 50 years ago 60 years ago and you're like i don't know these cigarettes I don't know maybe i want to stop smoking i want to save some money right even though they were really cheap then, but like i want to stop smoking but back then your ability to think about cigarettes you didn't know about it causing cancer you didn't know about all the health dangers of it you didn't know about all the bad stuff so you couldn't utilize that to help you quit them you see and so that's an example of a paradigm shift and it's like that with the food i promise you in our lifetimes you're going to see the food's going to start to become held accountable like the cigarettes were right because this stuff's really dangerous You know, and that's what I was trying to, speaking of motivation, I'm not gonna harp on this. I want to get to questions. But it's like the the real motivation starts when you start to realize that in this little world where you think about weight loss, the main motivator for you is that you think you want to look better, right? And that's not enough motivation. You know, it's not. And so I know you want to look better and you think it's enough motivation, but I promise you it's not. And if you want to argue with me, have you gotten the results you wanted? no and it's because you don't have enough motivation because wanting to look better is not enough motivation there's no brain structures in your brain that are motivated to want to look better you know what i mean you have evolved in a brain that where looking better didn't it there was no pictures there was no makeup there was no fashion there was no videos there was no mirrors <laughs> you know what i mean like like how you looked and there was no obesity too right because it was all food scarce environments and so you didn't evolve with a brain that is motivated to lose weight and look better there's literally no real physical brain motivation structures that motivate you want to do that. The brain structures you have want you to overeat. That's why when you eat a cookie, you start releasing all this dopamine, you start lighting up your pleasure centers because you evolved in a food-scarce environment. And so wanting to eat a lot of food led to you survive, your survival rate going up, right? So now you got that same old brain in a completely new environment, you know? And so understanding how your brain works is, is important because then you can be strategic you know, about, about changing it. Um so good. Uh, I love this part especially compared to all the wellness content out there. <laughs> yeah, even the wellness stuff again, I, I, I like wellness stuff, but I think where I like to go to, this is how you know if something's pro- gonna work for you or not most likely um, and, and understand this this is going to be this will be like, like it's like putting a pair of glasses on the light you see the world for what it actually is. Diets, workouts, wellness, let's t- drop them all together, okay doctors right nutritionists dietitians, all of these people they, they've all got a lot of good stuff right? There's a lot of good stuff there. The big problem is this, that if you're just being told what to do, you got to understand it's not enough. Okay. Again, it's like, it's like, I, I go back to the, the writing with your hand. Do you need to learn? Do you need to get a book on how to learn how to write so that you can write with the other hand? You don't, right? You know, everything you need to know. You just need to practice it. You see? And so it's like more information means nothing. At this point, more information just means more frustration and beating yourself up because now it becomes, oh, Jesus, I couldn't do that one and I couldn't do with that one and I couldn't do with that, that one and I couldn't do it that one. I couldn't do with that one. What's wrong with me? Well, nothing's wrong with you. Your strategy sucks because you think all you need is another diet plan. When in reality, the problem is that you need to focus on your transformation. It's a completely different process. You know, again, it's like if you want to learn the piano and you tell me, geez, Jim, I read five books last week about how to play the piano. Right? And then I see him the next I So how's the piano playing going? It's going great. I just learned ten. I just read ten books this month about how to play a piano. Well, have you have you practiced at all? Like can you play anything? I'm gonna get to that. I don't know. Well, let me see. Oh shit, I can't do any of it because <laughs> you just read about. It. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's what you're doing with the weight loss, and you got to recognize that. So again, wellness, dietitians, nutrition plans, workouts. Again, there's a time and a place for that. Like you got to know what to do. So it, it it's it should be like twenty percent of your effort. And your energy is dedicated to that stuff. Because I promise you, right now, know enough about what you should do to lose weight. Again, I go back to the computer, the, the robot thing. If you were a robot, and just wrote in what you were going to do, and you just did it. Well, weight loss wouldn't really be much of a problem. You know, we can always tweak and optimize and things. There's, there's always that part of it. But I know you know enough to lose weight. You know, again, the problem is you can't get yourself to do it. And nothing you're teaching, no, no diet, no one even shows you how to get yourself to do it. They just expect you're going to use your willpower and do it. Right. I remember I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about, too. And I, I was I did a series once called The Elite Body where I was really I interviewed some of the top trainers and fitness professionals on the planet. And I remember one of them, he was um, it was Craig Ballantyne and he had turbulence training at the time. When well, it was considered one of the top fitness programs on the Internet. You know, it was, it was huge. And I said, what do you do when you have a client come to you and they're not motivated? How do you deal with that? And he goes, what? I said, well, they're not motivated. What, how do you get them to work out? And, he's, and he, he literally couldn't understand the question. And I was like, well, am I saying it right? And he goes, what are you talking about? He goes, they're motivated when they come to me. And I said, well, oh shit. That, I should have done that for a job, right? Because it's like, I do fill in a weird space within the weight lossing work because I work with people that aren't motivated. Well, how can we get you motivated? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I've been doing for, for 20 years with people, 30 years with myself. And so it's like, it, it was amazing to me to see like all these dietitians, the doctors, all of them. It's like, they just tell you what to do but I don't know how to get myself to do it, Doc. I don't know. Next, <laughs> they've got nothing for you. Nothing. And so I don't know why this is. I could not explain this in a million years. I'm not a genius. I don't know why. Is it not the case that the number one issue all of us have is like we know what to do. We just can't get ourselves to do it. It's it's like it makes me crazy because I think I'm nuts that why am I one of the only ones talking about this? <laughs> I don't understand it. I, don't, I really don't. But if you agree with that, it's like... I say this because now you can look at things and you can say, okay, well, that diet, that sounds like a good diet. I'll use that strategy. But now let me, the 80% is really living it. Get myself to do it, to think like that person, act like that person. That's what you got to actually do, you know, to actually get the results you want. The knowledge isn't enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, someone said, yeah, the sprint thing is, right? It's so great to look at it that way. That's so true. I hate the feeling of needing huge success. Quickly, yep. 500 calories, 1,200 calories of starvation. Yeah, exactly. And that's what people are doing. I love the 1,200 calories, and they're slowly cranking that up now, right? But I'm not going to forget which diets recommended 1,200 calories. I'm not forgetting that. I know which ones they were. And just like the HCG diet, I don't know if they're still around, but that was the 500 calorie one. And people signing up, though. Here's my money, you know? Let me eat 500 calories a day. Let me pay you money for that plan, you know? It's just crazy. Um, someone said, Jimmy, meditation is the best meditation I've ever listened to, especially with the binaural beat. Oh, those are good, right? Yeah, I, I got to say, um, th- those are good ones. I love them. I restricted for decades. and was not healthy. I was thin until I hit menopause. Okay. One thing I say to menopause just as a quick fix, and I could talk about this for a lot, but keep your hope up. Okay. Don't buy into that hypnosis that the menopause is going to make you overweight. Now I will agree that all of a sudden everything was the same. Menopause happened and now you're, you're heavier. So I, I understand that. But the way I would look at that, I would reframe that as a lot of times the menopause, the hormonal issues, um, the different physical issues we may deal with, the way I like to look at it, again, this is a solution-oriented approach, is that they reveal our unhealthy lifestyles a lot of times. Okay, so I don't know where your lifestyle is, so don't take this personally if this is not the case for you. But most people I've found that the menopause and the different medical situations a lot of times reveal an unhealthy lifestyle. And what do I mean by lifestyle? Your sleep your hydration, your relaxation, your breathing, your nourishment, your movement, your meditation, your gratitude. And for a lot of people, I find they don't have any of these things under any control. And if you don't, again, I think the menopause a lot of times reveals it. So I'm not saying those things will fix it, but a lot of times they will help mitigate some of the challenges that come from menopause and the hormonal stuff and the, the you know, all, all those types of things. Um, yeah. What was menopause like? Jim, how are you so wise? Uh, I'll tell you how I'm so wise I'm glad you asked that, um, because I am just a unique character, right? So it's like, like I said, I'm not—I don't think I'm stupid, but my my father was a mechanic, my mom was was a housewife, and so I, I feel like I was born with some like street smarts, right? And all I think street smarts means is how do you how do you get the results you want, you know? And so I was. You know, my father died when I was nine of a heart attack when he was 54. And I remember saying, I'm never going to go down that path. I'm never going to, he was, he was obese. I think technically he was obese. Um, you know, he, he was definitely overweight, but I think he was technically obese and he had a lot of health issues. The greatest guy on the planet. I mean, he, he still, to me, is the, the number one guy. I, lo- I love him so much. And it's the worst thing that happened to me. And so I remember at that age saying, well, I'm not going to go down that path. 10 years later, I was 50 pounds overweight. I was binge drinking and I was going right down that path, if not worse. And I was just like, what the hell? So that really made it clear to me, knowing something and doing it are two totally separate things. But it was at that time in my life that I took a semester off from college. And I'm, I say this every day, but it's like it's a miracle to me. In two months, I got exposed to hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, Tony Robbins, yoga, guitar, martial arts. And these things all, 180 degrees changed my life. And I got so obsessed with the results that I was able to get. I never even thought it was possible. And it's like, I change. I literally transformed the inside out. I really feel that way. And I stepped away. I was getting a degree in finance and investments. And I, I got the degree, but then I was like, by that point I was just raging on all this stuff. I was obsessed with it, reading books. I mean, I was just living it. And I, so I got certified and all this stuff. And then I've spent the last 20 years working with people, you know, and just obsessed on this stuff. I read a book a week. I'm I'm just obsessed with how can I help other people get these results? Because to me, this isn't about just looking better. It's not just wearing a bathing suit to the beach. This is about life and death. This is about you being the best version of you, living and being there for the people that matter most to you in your life, you know? And that's the hypnosis that we're conditioned with is that we minimize the effects of the weight. You know, we just, ah, yeah, I want to look better. No, this is your life. This is your ability to be the parent you want to be, the worker you want to be, the family person you want to be. Whatever is important to you in your life, being overweight is negatively affecting that, not because of how you look, but because of the experience of feeling... Like you have no control over your eating, of, of literally physical, like your weight is a medical condition. It puts you at risk for all these other, you know, type two diabetes, high blood pressure, uh, metabolic disorders, heart attacks, certain cancers. We know this. And in and the net effect of all that from that Framingham Heart Study says, if you're overweight, you're going to live an average of 3.3 years less. If you're obese, seven years less. I mean, those are a lot of years. I would have done anything to have my dad for another three years, anything you know and so it's like you know we, we we underestimate this you know and because you underestimate it that's one of the key reasons why a you don't have enough motivation to make any real changes right because you're undervaluing what's at stake here first of all and um and then you're you're underestimating how much it's going to take to create the change. You know, you're approaching this like it's just like you're one diet book away from changing everything, and that's bullshit. You're not, <laughs> you know. Again, that's like saying well, I'm one piano. I want to play piano. I'm one book away from being a master pianist. No, that's stupid. You're you're practice. You have to practice. You got to work at it. You know. And so once you orient yourself to that, I think that you know now you can start the game. You know, now you're in the game here. Um, but most people aren't in the game. You know? And so you're just kind of on the sidelines, just like, oh, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know. You know? And so, yeah, we got to look at things um, in a different way. So, yeah, this experience of, and I've done over 5,000 prior weight loss sessions at my program. And so I've certified people as program yourself and coaches. So I've just been at this in a very specific way. You know what I mean? Like, like, my goal is how can I help anyone? Now, again, I can't help anyone. I'll be clear about that, which is the way my program works. I put all these hurdles up because I, I've come to recognize I can only help certain types of people unfortunately. The goal was, can I help everyone? I haven't gotten there yet. That's why I'm doing these lives. That's why I do all these free TikToks. I have to do all this stuff for free because again, my mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight. Now I will say, I do believe that we live in a world of money talks and bullshit walks. So I think you've got to invest in yourself. You know, I mean, this isn't a pitch, but I think, let's be honest, things in your life that you care about, you invest in time, money, and energy. And so I I've always I've always played with this free line. I've always given stuff away for free, and I've really way pushed that line. I'm like, I'm just gonna give everything away for free. Um, what I can't give away for free is is really like my coaching. You know, what I mean, that time is 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 what it is. Um, and my program, my program again. It, I've I've done that. I've given stuff away for free. You know, what I see on the other side, I can see what people do. I've given stuff away for free, and usually it's seventy percent never even open it. You know, what's crazy is I've had people when I've charged real little amounts for my programs, I've had people buy the program and then never even open it, 40%, you know? So I go to it now, it's it's a different story. But but here I am, so I'm testing this out. I'll just give everything away for free. Let's see if it works. Now, I do think that when you're really serious about something, you invest in it. You know, I, I believe that. And so um, we'll see, you know, I'll do this for a year and just test what the numbers are. But um, again, if I can help anyone, um, you know, we'll do it. But yeah, so, so again, I gotta try it. That's my goal though, is I wanna literally help every single person um, that I can to help them do that. How do we work with you? So the, the way to work with me is through my program at this point, because I'm, I'm not, I don't have any spaces for private, um, sessions that's 25 grand anyways just so you know um so so that's not for most people again that's what i'm trying to say my private coaching which i've really been focused on the last number of years is it's out of the range of people so this is why i've restructured everything you know what i mean i think the most smartest way possible so to work with me now though and again you get to work directly with me through this program because i found that to be very important so i don't really sell programs where you just are on your own certainly not this one it's a big undertaking you know it's like it's like a college course compressed into eight weeks And so if you're interested in it and you're probably not like, again, I'm not busting chops here, but, but honestly, most people aren't really motivated to lose weight. Again, you really wish (laughs) the wishing is at a 10 out of 10. The want in terms of like what you're actually willing to do, um, is very low. And I, and I, so I set my whole program up just to reveal that and to avoid working with those people because weight loss, people get very emotional and they wanna do something and then they're not really committed and it's a waste of everyone's time. So I put these barriers ahead of time to avoid those people. So if you wanna work with me though, it's simple. Simple but not easy, I guess. Um, you go to my bio, you go to my description and you go watch that training, right? I literally, I give you a free training. It's the three steps to master your weight where I'll break down what I'm talking about in a more systemic way where I don't get distracted and talk about this stuff. And I'll bring it through that. It's a half hour. If you watch that and you say, wow, this is amazing. Then I tell you about my program and, and you can learn, you know, all about it and see if it's right for you. But I will not, you can't just go to a page and order it. I don't want that. You know what I mean? Like you've got to prove yourself almost because if you can't get through a 30 minute training, you're never going to get any results in my program and. So I don't, I don't want your money. I don't want your time. I don't, it's just, it's going to be a waste of everyone's time. So if you're, if you're really serious, you go watch the training and then you take it from there. Okay. And that, that's kind of how you, how you work it. Um, someone says, yes, I've changed many eating habits over the past few years and they have stuck. Yeah, great. It can happen that way, right? If you approach it in a strategic, intelligent mindset, you, you do things differently than when you do dieting, right? Dieting, I'm going to change everything tomorrow. No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. I mean, Jesus, recognize that and let's move on to something smarter. So thank you for saying that because, yeah, if you do it strategically and systematically, you can do it. Someone says, I've lost my smell and taste three years ago. I've never satisfied any suggestions. Oh, boy. I don't know. I have not worked with anyone with that situation. That is a very unique one. Um, I would have to speak directly to you to get the specifics, which brings me to a point, by the way. Um, one of the things I want to do is I wanted to, this year, do some coaching with people that I could videotape and, and put up on my podcast. So if you are watching this and you want some help, I will work with you for free, okay? But I we will do it on Zoom. I'll record it. I'll put it out into the world. Now, if any personal stuff comes up, I can cut that out, okay? But we go into the agreement that you're going to use that. So if that's you and you want to do that, shoot me an email. Um, you can shoot me an email, jim at program yourself Then. Or you can go to my bio and just click on the, uh, click on the, uh, um, uh, the the email link. There's one, one right in TikTok. Um, but yeah, that's a challenge. That's an interesting one. And so I don't want to just say stuff because I, I could say some ideas, but I would want more context and details. About what that situation is, but that's very interesting. So if you're one of them, if you're still on here and you want to want to talk, we could set that up. Someone says, "Good habits, when practiced, become a muscle memory." Yeah, the same way bad habits do. Exactly, exactly. And just so you know, habit-wise, you can't get rid of old wiring. You know, so I, I hope to put that ease in your mind. This is why you know you you've, you've changed your habits up for a little while and you've made some changes, but they haven't stuck. You know, because you you've done it for a little while, and then as soon as you stop focusing on it, the old habits come right back because they never went anywhere. OK, so you can't get rid of old wiring. You have to wire new wiring over it and solidify that muscle memory is a good way to think of it metaphorically, that you're creating this muscle memory of new ways of behaving, thinking and acting. OK, and that, that's really the process. So it's like I like to think all the habits and all the routines and the ways of thinking it. It's like brushing your teeth, right? You do this. That's a good example of a, of a habit that you've installed. And so consciously you're aware of like when you do it and you want to do it. But it's really it's mostly running on its own in the background. You know, and that's how you want things to be, you know, so that's why I always say like, here's, here's a, another update for you is that instead of saying you want to lose weight, start saying, cause you don't want to lose weight. Okay. By the way, semantically, that's incorrect. You don't want to lose weight. You want to lose weight, return to your goal weight, and then live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot that's a much better goal. And it's much more specific to what you actually want. And so your subconscious mind's a servo mechanism. And so it responds and answers the questions and the goals that you give it. And so if you just say lose weight, I've seen plenty of people, I think specifically what happens is they get so fixated on losing weight that that's what they do. And then they lose the weight and then they say, holy shit, is this it? What do I do now? What do I do now? Like literally, I mean, this is very, very, your subconscious mind is very, very literal. And so when all you focus on is losing weight, you get to that part where you can't lose any more weight, and now you don't know what to do. I know this may sound silly, but how do you describe, if people can lose the weight, why do they put the weight back on? Yeah, I love your air explanation for it, right? So, so I think that like, if you start looking at your habits and your ways of thinking and feeling habitually as muscle memory that you have to train into yourself. Now there's effective ways to do that. Just like if you want to become a basketball player, there's very good strategies for implementing that into your muscle memory right? But it requires practice. Same with piano, right? There's there's strategies to do it effectively, but at the end of the day, you've got to put the time and the effort into actually programming to your body. Same thing with weight loss, you see? That's how I want you thinking about it, because that's a way more accurate way to think about it. It's going to give you better results. Um, Can you please talk about Ozemic and Metformin? Um, Okay, so so medicines, listen, I think, I'm not against medicines in any way. Um, I always give the same spiel that I think as, as a hypnotist, I'm always the, the resource of last resort, right? No one starts with a hypnotist. And I think medicines ought to be the same mindset, you know, that I think there's a time and a place for medicines, no doubt. I think that you should, well, me anyways, I can only speak for myself, but I think the reason I would focus on lifestyle first and mindset, lifestyle, and eating, I'd want to clean all those up tremendously so that I could recognize where the line was between what's the lifestyle piece and the eating piece and what's the physical thing I'm actually dealing with here. That I can't change no matter what, and so until you clean up the lifestyle and the um, mindset and the eating, you're not going to know how much of it is, you know, going to be influenced by medication. How much is just kind of bad habits and you know an unhealthy lifestyle. You know, so that's kind of my general description of that. Because I'm not a doctor and I I can't speak to medicines anyways, um, but I do think that again, as a last resort, you know, I think there's a time and place for them. Um, someone says you should be paid for these sessions, right? I'm glad you said that. I'll Venmo you, right? Keep your money, right? Go, go and invest in my program. If you want to take another step up, because again, when you invest in something, I always say like, it's like college, right? Like, like if you go to, I was thinking about this yesterday, right? So it's like always that debate, like free college or whatever. And I was like, Ooh, is that, would that be good? I don't know. Because it's like part of college was like, you, you know, I remember going to college, I was like, I take all these loans. <laughs> it was like, Oh shit, I better be serious. And I swear, I, I don't know, like I. That end of college, I don't know if I even would have finished if it was free, right? But I was so committed by that point. I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to have all that money to pay back and not have that degree. So sometimes, I don't know. You know what I mean? I I, I, I want free college for everyone because I want education for everyone. But it's like that that part of paying for and investing in it seems like a big part of the process too. So I don't know. But let's never mind college. But when it comes to weight, I absolutely know. This I absolutely know because I've given free stuff away for years. And I'm way moved that line now. I'm just giving all this stuff away for free. But still, there's something inside your brain that when you say, this is something I'm going to focus on, I'm going to commit to, you fork over some money and you say, this is this I'm going to commit to, I'm going to do this. Uh, I, you know, that that's a, that's a state of being that it's hard to replicate for free, you know? So, um, but, but anyways, but I'll give this all away for free anyways. You know what I mean? I'll give it to you and I'll give you all the information. Um, you know, what, what are you going to do with it? You know, take it. It's everything you need. Go, go use it. I've done this myself. You know, I always say just health wise alone, I've invested over 35 grand, personal development and business stuff, well over a hundred grand. And I would not, that, that's been the best money I've ever invested. You know, I've gotten that back in spades, you know, how I feel and, and everything. So I'm a huge fan of investing in yourself Paying a lot, too. I, I I found personally, the more I've paid, the the better I've shown up. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not even the person necessarily. It is. I mean, if you're paying that much, you better, you expect something good, and, and it's been pretty accurate. But more importantly, it's me showing up at a higher level, you know? So um, if you get the chance to invest in yourself, it, it's something interesting. And I find that's interesting, too. You really don't even have an opportunity to invest in your weight. in in the world you and and don't do retreats please because there's nothing worse than going on a retreat and you go into this magical place and you change everything for a week two weeks a month and then you go back into your regular environment all that stuff just disappears because the way your brain works it's very environmentally context driven you know and so when you do all this stuff in one place and you come back to your natural environment forget it that's why my program is an in-home at is it's it's an at-home immersion program Okay, and it's very important that you do the program in your normal life because you're learning how to think, feel, and behave in these ways in your normal environment. Very important to get the long-term results you're looking for. But I appreciate that message. Um, yes, to Tony Robbins, right? Yeah, I love love Tony Robbins. Started his thing too. Yeah, so he he put a strategic coach program out. Super. I mean, what a what a coaching program! It's really amazing. He, I'm a huge fan of his. Um, cool, everyone. Yeah, everyone say nice things. I, I appreciate that all. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about your dad. Yeah, my mom is still with me. Yeah, and she... Yeah, and I'm, I'm so thankful for that, too, because I tell you, you do start to get weird beliefs, you know? And so I always say, like, like I'm 48 now, but I'm not going to lie. i mean, the back of my mind, you know, that, that 55th birthday for me is going to be the biggest one without question. Now, it sounds irrational, but it's like I just hold on I just want to get past it you know um and even my son you know he he just turned 10 so he's like in that stage of like where my father just died and it's like little things can really mess with you and, and I, I point that out just so you can start to gain some awareness of your conscious mind and your subconscious mind because when you start to understand your subconscious mind I think you start to understand yourself and I think people don't understand their subconscious mind you, you can't understand why you do what you do and how you're built you know so I'm obsessed with the subconscious mind and uh anyways yeah my mom's still in there and she's doing awesome Um, yes, I'm 23, but I struggled with eating disorders in both directions and I've had enough. Yeah. So, okay. So let me just talk a little bit about that because I'll tell you, I've never, I've never dealt with eating disorders. I've really been obsessed on, this was a very enlightening thing. The most enlightening is having me on TikTok since I've been on four months, five months or whatever. The biggest thing, like my world has been losing weight for 30 years, 40 years, you know, and professionally 20 years, which is helping people lose weight. People try everything to lose weight and they can't you know, and then I help them do that. I have not, I, I know what an eating disorder is to some degree, but I've never worked with eating disorders, don't have much awareness of them. So when I put a, a video up and I was like, how thin do you want to be? And all of a sudden it's like, you know, oh my God, everyone's attacking me. It's say, like, oh, this is give, give people eating disorders. I was like out of left field. I did not think of that even once. Um, and it, it made me think a lot about eating disorders. Now, I, I the first thing I learned is that I, it's out of my scope. I don't know. I, I wouldn't talk about it because I, I do think there's some things I teach and that I know that might be helpful in that situation, but I don't have the context of how to use them. So I don't really, I don't like to talk about things um, in that way. But one thing I will say is that I think where most people can find agreement, whether you want to lose weight or whether you want to gain weight, and you're worried on that scale of things, is that if you start the process off of the best version of you, and so it's almost a non-physical part. Now, of course, the best version of you has a physical component to it, but it's about who is the best version of you, you know? And so who do you want to be? What gives you, what's the best quality of life for you? And so it's taking into account things on a broader scale, because we can't just look at the number on a scale. We can't just look at the size clothes as being like, that's the thing that's going to make us happy because that's just not true. You know, it's a component of something that could make us happy if it's in alignment and congruent with our goals and what we want. But again, it's going to that that deeper core of who do I want to be? Who do I want to live? What's the best version of me? What am I on this earth to do? Those types of high, high questions, you know what I mean? Like, and you start answering those and then you start optimizing and creating a lifestyle and a plan to experience that, you see? So it's less about the weight piece of it is and it's more about how can I be the happiest, healthiest person I can be? How can I live the longest life I possibly can? These types of questions, you know, and then starting from there as opposed to just starting with a weight, you see? And I think that can help anyone, um, in, in a positive way, um, all right, I'm gonna bust through these questions real quick so I can get moving. All right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, sign me up. I saw someone said that. Um, whoop whoop, whoop. say. Oh yeah, someone said. Did you say twenty five thousand? Yes. Yes. Twenty five grand for me to take them through my my process um, individually, where I'm working with them every single week, one on one. All right. Um, but the program does not cost that. I don't go on the pro- cost of it because, to be honest, the program's probably not for you, just just to be completely honest. Um, the people that, that, that it is for, they will hear me talking and they will go. They probably already started watching it. Um, and, and it's just not for most people, to be completely honest. And so I don't go on the pro- cost of it because it's probably not for you. You know, it's just it's kind of an irrelevant conversation to have. Um, if you're interested in the cost, then you'll you'll get to where I talk about the price and then you'll decide if that's the right cost as well. Um. Yes, he helped me so much. I found him on TikTok. Cool. Yeah. Great. And plus, I'm also on um YouTube too. So it's like, if you miss these lives or whatever, I'm live streaming these is to TikTok as well. You can watch them there, and you can watch the full things. Um, watch them a couple times. Yeah, it's an emotional struggle. Yeah, absolutely. All weight loss, all life's an emotional struggle, right? <laughs> to be honest, and so. Life's an emotional struggle at the core, and then what's happened is they've layered over using food to deal with those emotions now, right? But 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 life's always been that emotional struggle, okay? And so, so much of life, I mean, you can go, I've been reading a lot about the, the Stoics, you know, and it's like, I, I, that's really great stuff, by the way. But it's like, it's the it's the original kind of personal development stuff, and it's all about this core, how do we deal with the emotions, these deeper questions. And so I believe all weight loss, weight mastery, really, at the core of it, is this, how do you deal with your emotions? How do you... Become the person who you're meant to be. So I like to think of like if you do weight loss, weight mastery properly, it becomes a process of self realization, self actualization, personal growth, evolution. You know, that's that's where I think it gets interesting. You know, just losing some weight is you know what I mean? Like like if that's what you want to do, I'm not the I'm not the guy for you. I like to have a lot more context to it. I like to use the weight mastery as an opportunity, a vehicle to improve lots of areas of life. You know, that's more way more interesting to me. Um, someone says it's amazing as approach about mind reset and food habits. Cool. This is a good conversation going on. How do you feel about childhood trauma and the link to an inability to lose weight? Um, yeah, I think that there's definitely stuff there. No doubt about it. That that's one thing I've seen over and over again, working with clients is that there's a lot of time of connection. Now that connection is not permanent. Okay. It's something that feels permanent because you're not aware of it. And it's there operating without, you know, any awareness and no solutions being aimed at it. But again, that's my skill set is to be able to look at something and, and almost instantly recognize the subconscious aspect of it. And once we recognize that, we bring it onto the surface. I use the metaphor of like, I don't know if you going to cars at all, but they used to be like carburetors and the carburetor would get gunked up and stop working. You take the carburetor out of the car, you take the carburetor apart, clean it off, put it back together, put it back in the car and you don't think about it. So that's what I think about stuff like that. It's like we have these subconscious things working in the wrong direction sometimes, we wanna identify them, take them out, tweak them, fix them, put them back in, move on to the next thing, okay? But yeah, childhood trauma is obviously one of the key ones, so that's that's a factor. Um, Could you please give your view on Ozemic and Metformin? I think I just talked about that again. I I think medication has a time and place and uh, it's, it's good to use it when you want to use it. Yeah, non judgmental. It's really like he understands me. Yeah, non judgmental, I think, is key because I'll tell you the biggest thing I've learned from working with people is that people are so hard on themselves. And you're hard on yourselves because you think that that's what's going to motivate you to take action. OK, but it has the opposite effect. And so actually being less judgmental and really starting this is an NLP, neuro linguistic program, one of the presuppositions that people always make the best choice available to them. That's a real profound idea, isn't it? And so when you're doing some dumb shit (laughs) repeatedly, instead of saying, oh, I'm a stupid asshole, excuse my mouth here, but instead of doing that, because we all speak to ourselves so horribly, but instead of saying I'm a stupid asshole, say, oh my God, I keep doing that because that's the best choice I have. What else can I do to get a better result? You know what I mean? Like just that little thing, it's a game changer, you know? But again, you're addicted to beating yourself up, but you're doing it because you think it's going to lead to something better. You think that's how you're going to motivate yourself, but it has the opposite effect. You know. So again, that's why I'm very non-judgmental, because no matter what someone does, literally no matter what they do, I look at it like they're doing this for a positive reason. There's a reason why they do this. Problem is they don't realize there's a better way to do this, you know, that gets them way better results and doesn't have the negative stuff with it, you know? And that's my approach right from the get-go. And yeah, certainly it's very like, you know, people are just like, oh do okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there I I get a lot a lot of I'm a recovering one and a lot of my clients are perfectionists. Right. And so that perfectionist mentality really is that beating yourself up way to drive yourself towards your goal. And um, it does not work well with weight loss. You know, it either works or it doesn't. If it hasn't worked for you yet, it's never going to work for you. I promise you. OK, so if you're 45 and you've tried losing weight and you're a perfectionist, and hasn't worked, it's never going to. I promise you, <laughs> you need to do a different approach and being more non-judgmental with yourself and realizing that the reason you're doing this stuff is because you th- it's serving a positive purpose subconsciously. You know, it's just not now you know, and so it's recognizing that and then coming up with better, um, better stuff. Um, I like the question about trauma. Yeah, I could talk about more. I will, at, at another one, I'll, I'll talk more about traumas and um, how to deal with those, okay? Because the idea about trauma, just real quick, I'll just hit this quick, is that what happens with traumas typically, is we tend to every time we think about the trauma and, and if you have a trauma you think about it a lot but what happens is when you think about the trauma is you actually are age regressing yourself back to the age when you were that trauma and that back to that person and so a lot of times these traumas happen when you were a child and you had a child brain and so when you think about it you're regressing back to a child brain and instead of like looking at it as an adult you're looking at it like a child and you're just recycling that experience in that memory and you're, you're living in the world as if you were that same child. But the reality is that you're now this wise, older, more logical adult who can come up with better strategies. But the problem is you're not thinking about better strategies, you're going back into that memory and just reliving it. And you're, you're reliving it as a child. You're, you regress, literally, mentally and emotionally, back to then. So the real solution around trauma is to start asking more solution-oriented questions and connecting to your adult, aware, intelligent, wise self and starting to use that perspective and then think about that. So I I hope that, I, I, you know, sometimes I don't wanna give like little short things because I like to give context and explain it more, but I'm just gonna leave it with that one. Um, How can I stop binging? Uh, Yeah, it's a challenge, right? Binging, uh, that's such a big question. I'm gonna have to let that one go right now because it takes, I will answer it in a roundabout way and I know it's gonna be unsatisfying for you, but um, I, I think we have to stop looking at our weight and eating you're you're always teaching you're always learning tactics so people are just telling you what to do and so we just want to be told what to do but real re, the reality of your weight is someone just said it right it's like the the emotional piece of things but but the emotional piece of life is the challenge right and so we can't we can't just like isolate things and be like oh it's that one issue you know oh it's just my binging it's everything you have to look at your things holistically you know and so my approach to weight mastery is really a holistic approach so there's lots of different pieces so what's contributing to the binging well it could be any number of things i mean it could be that you don't get enough sleep you don't hydrate yourself um that you get childhood traumas you haven't dealt with that you think you're an overweight person who's a binge eater i I mean it just goes on and on there's so many factors so for me to say like oh just do this to stop binging you, you know what i mean like that would be counterintuitive um or counterproductive uh because it's more than that and so w- without answering the question, I'm kind of answering it in a roundabout way that I know it's not the answer you wanted, um, but it's the answer I believe in, that I think it takes, it's like um, to master your weight is like you would have to go to college. <laughs> I always say like people think of their weight loss, you're, you're, you subconsciously think of it like it's a bank account, like credits and debits. Let me just lower the calories and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, the calorie lowering is important by the way, but that's just, that's just the, the, the concept of it. The actuality of it, the experience of actually doing that consistently your weight's much more like the stock market than it is like a bank account, right? Bank account's got two components to it, right? Debits, credits. But it's really like a stock market where everything's affecting everything. It's very complex. That's your weight. I don't mean to say that to freak you out, but that's just the truth of it. So that's why I think you need to have a commitment, like, I'm going to go to college and learn how to master my weight. And you say, oh my God, that's just too much. Well, that that just shows that you're undervaluing and underestimating just how important your weight is because it's your... F in life. <laughs> I promise I wouldn't say the F word anymore, but it's it's like I want to say it because it's like it's your life. It's your life. It's everyone in your life that, that cares about you. This is what we're talking about. We're not talking about you can wear a bathing suit at the beach this this summer. We're talking about so you can live an extra five years, an extra ten years. It's so you can feel good about yourself. So you can wake up feeling great, energized. You know, moving and all the positive stuff. You know, so so it's a bigger, bigger. It's a bigger problem than you think, and, and the solution requires more. Um, so anyways, do you accept insurance as a provider? Unfortunately, I do not. I do not. But I will say, if you go through my program, you're like, oh, I can't afford that. I am going to start offering a financial um, aid for at least half of it. And so if that's you and you get through it, you, you can write to me and I will. Um, it's a process. Again, you have, you have to do a bit of stuff to get through that. But I, I will show you that. Um, how to get rid of visceral fat. It's the same thing. I mean, fat's fat. And so it all comes down to just calories, the type of calories you're consuming and the lifestyle piece. Right? So yeah, you definitely want to be aware of visceral fat and then you want to work on moving it. Just like you can't do spot reduction, right? There's no way to just like remove the belly fat. Right? There's no way to just do that. Fat's fat and so it's a, it's a holistic approach to, to fixing that. Um, let's see. Uh, yep, how to lose visceral belly fat. Yeah, again, it's 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 hard to spot to it. So think of your whole body as a system and, and don't think about it like one spot. You know, you can build up muscle in one spot because you're building up that specific muscle, but fat operates differently, all right? Um, is your mom Greek too? No, she is not Greek. Just my father was. Um, no way, you look younger. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, the people attacking you took your vid out of context. They did take it out of context, and that was an excuse that you know, that that was an experience like when someone's triggered, they just stop listening. Because I had a couple of videos where it's like even one of them I put up after that, and again it was along the same bar, but it was like one of the core mantras I live by is nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. And then they're like, Oh, you're the anorexic king and all the rest of it. And it's like I said thin and healthy. You, you know what I mean? And so I, I that that word thin has been a whole thing for literally. I've, I've done program yourself thin as the name of my course, and it's been a whole thing for twenty years. Because it's like I know some people have a negative reaction to it, but you know, on the other side of it, what's the word for thin? Like 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 that that's at your ideal weight. Because my definition of thin, mine, is it's living at your goal weight, and your goal weight is the weight that gives you the most happiness and the healthiest, makes you the healthiest, and gives you the best quality of life. You know, so my idea of thin is not even a BMI chart. It's not someone's definition of it. It's your definition of it. What do you want to weigh? And then if you're able to live at that weight, then you're thin. You know, that's that simple. That's mine. You don't agree with that? Cool. Use a different word, you know, but I like it. What are some good ways to prevent cravings? Um, two big things I'd suggest is cleaning up your lifestyle. That's the biggest one, because if you're not sleeping, you're going to be have more cravings. If you're not drinking the right um, water, same thing. So um, cleaning up your lifestyle and then eating more nourishing foods, especially fiber, is usually one of the best ways to, to prevent unhealthy cravings. Um, my relationship with food and meals is improved. That's great. So double down on that, recognize how it's improved and and keep doubling down on that. When I want to eat something I shouldn't to reach my goal. What should I tell myself? Um, yeah, again, the main thing is to, to make your eating better is to shift your focus from consumption to consequence. So instead of saying, Oh, how good is that going to feel? Ask how good, how's it going to make me feel 10 minutes from now? You know? So even like saying like, Oh, I shouldn't eat this cookie because it's going to make me put some weight on. That's not very effective because that, putting weight on is an unknown. It's in the future and your mind just says, nah, maybe, maybe not. The cookie tastes good now. How are you gonna feel 10 minutes after you finish that cookie? Mentally, emotionally, and physically. Physically, you might feel all right if it's just a cookie. Mentally and emotionally, not so much because now you feel like, oh, damn, I did it again. I'm eating these cookies. I'm never gonna lose weight this way. You start thinking to yourself in a negative way and then there's all the negative emotions that come from it. So if you if you uh, um, orient yourself to like 10 minutes after you finish eating, that's a pretty good way to, to start working on that. And again, it takes practice. Um, I love that term, weight mastery, trademark it. I know, right? Um, weight mastery is the, is the secret, right? And so, yeah, that's what you want. You want to master your weight, and you can. Ironically, mastering your weight's easier than losing weight because losing weight, I always say losing weight as fast as you can and losing weight for as long as you can are usually two completely different strategies, okay? And the strategies of mastering your are usually a lot easier. You have to have patience. That's the hard part. But short of that, everything else is a lot easier, right? Because it's it's, uh, it's normal and it's a... It's, uh, strategic and intelligent way to do it someone says he has so much free content on his page and his website if you can't get insurance too yeah absolutely and I'm gonna be here um, and you can ask questions and I'll answer them and I, I will help you along the way if the, if the program um, you know is, is not the right fit um, I feel bad for those trigger people because they're projecting I hope they look at your other things yeah I, I get that I get that and um, you know again I, my intention is pure I, I certainly never made that content to trigger um, any, any people with eating disorders you know that's the last thing in the world I would have wanted to do Um, And again, I do know it's a little frustrating because they'll say, oh, you should take it down. They'll say, well, you know, almost 2 million people have watched it and it's got like 200,000 likes. So I get that that people are dealing with eating disorders and I I, I don't want you to have to deal with that. But listen, we got the other side, you know, eating disorders, there's an average, again, I don't know how accurate these statistics are, but about 10,000 people a year die of eating disorders. Like 2 million people a year die from being overweight and obese and, and weight related problems. Okay. So if I can help that many people do it, you know, that's where my focus is. And I wish I could, you know, just help everyone and not hurt anyone. But if someone does that, you know, I'll put trigger warnings on, the, on them, you know, next time, but I didn't know. And, um, you know, again, I take a wider perspective about, it. um, ba-bum-bum. all right, cool. So I got everyone good. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And thank you, Unpacked residents. I don't know what your name is, but thank you for all the weights. I forget I'm in the fitness thing, so that's why I'm getting weight weight roses or, or uh, likes or whatever. So thank you so much, everyone. I appreciate it. Um, this is great. Remember, if you ever want to watch this stuff, I got a YouTube channel um, where I, I put these live streams so you can watch the replays if you want. And I just got a lot more stuff coming up there, and I'm on here pretty much every day, it seems like. So uh, thank you so much. And I got some new videos dropping uh, today and tomorrow as well, so you can always watch those as well. So thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.